Hey guys, Vince Massaro here and welcome to the Teacher's Side Hustle Podcast. And you are in for a treat today. I love doing this podcast because I get to learn from some of the best minds in the business and I learned a hell of a lot from this one and I know you will too. I was lucky enough to chat business building, networking, mindset, and a hell of a lot more with Johan Nagara. For those of you that don't know Johan, let me just say that he is legit. He is the real deal. His career went from inspiring university lecturer to eBay mogul to online business creator and a hell of a lot more. Johan is incredibly gracious with this interview gives some incredible insights to how to build, optimize, and grow a business from a side hustle like yours to a massive empire that can finance, that can supply any life you want to live. And we go into that. We go into how he built his ideal life, going from a weekend away with his future wife to how he manages his day in the present and how he prioritizes his day. So... I know I say this a lot, but grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, because you're going to want to listen to this one about four or five times to get everything Johan has to say. We are going to have a great chat today with Johan Nagera from businessauthorities.com. Johan, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? I am extremely well, Massive, Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So you are not a complete stranger to those that don't know you. Um, just give us a little bit about yourself, mate. Sure. Um, especially in relation to teaching. So I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a professor, actually. And I was doing my PhD at University of Melbourne. And I was, while I was doing that, my uh, supervisor, my professor, took me under his wing and said, hey, come along. You know, this, uh, this was actually a turning point in my life. Come along and be a sub with me, and you can see how I run classes. And at this one class, he was giving away the best golden nuggets that I'd ever seen. And I was sitting on the edge of my seat going, wow, this is gold. This stuff, this research just came out, you know, last week. And here in the back of the room is all these kids. Well, back of the room, it started off and they were talking about, you know, how much they were drinking on the weekend and what they were doing. And there was no respect for the, the work that he had done. He'd spent his entire week putting all this information together. And so it, it was a real turning point in my life where I realized it's, it's hard work trying to get, well, one, doing all the... All, keeping them on the edge and giving them all the best content, but two, presenting to people who didn't have a fully vested interest in everything you were doing. So, well, you, you already know how hard it is. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you're preaching to the converted on this one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so from there, uh, what happened was I built a little eBay business. My little eBay business made more money than my supervisor in six months. Well, more money than he made in six months. And, um, it just, and it took an hour or maybe four hours maximum a week because it was leveraged. And from there, I learned leverage, I learned systems. And yeah, so that's, that's how it started off. And then that was 14 years ago, a long, long time ago. And since then, we've done a whole numerous amount of different ventures. So the eBay keeps running. I actually gave that to my mom. It's her uh, retirement fund. So we both oh. ended up building six eBay stores. She still runs those to the day. From there, I got into affiliate marketing. I don't know if you know what affiliate marketing is. Yep, yep. Yep, yep. So we were doing affiliate marketing for Ticketmaster and those sorts of things. We did um, CPA marketing, which is cost per acquisition. So we're doing lead generation for the banks, Commonwealth, Westpac, that sort of thing. From there, I start, decided to start a digital agency. And now that digital agency has 12 people in Australia. We have 80 people overseas. It's built and grown. 
And then from there, we um, accidentally built a software company. I was living in <laughs> li- living as, in as one does by accident. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's all about life and the correct moments in life where things you know just change. Every, everything can change in a moment. I was living in this building, and it's one of Melbourne's premium buildings, and it's meant to be technologically the most advanced building. And what happened was they kept putting pieces of paper under my door, saying your windows are getting washed, your carpets are getting cleaned. I'm like, this is such a waste of resources. So I talked to the Talk to the um, the building manager. I said, "What's going What's going on with this, man? You know, why are you, Why are we wasting so much money? How much does this thing cost me?" He goes, "It's a dollar per sheet." I'm like, "Shit, five hundred apartments." Sorry for swearing. No, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 you know, somebody walking around every day trying to put a piece of paper under everybody's door. That's a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar problem. I said, "We can just build an app for the building." And he goes, oh, "I don't know about that. You sound like a software guy. Can you build me a building management system?" We said, yeah, sure we can. So we took it, we built, a, we built one of the best building management systems. It's now in a lot of buildings in Melbourne. We had partnered up together. That was five years ago. He retired. I took over the company, and now we're building it, and it's going to go IPO in about two years. So that's, that's that company. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty, that's, that's a little bit of history about me. Yeah, a little bit of insight. That's brilliant because we have so many, so many teachers that are listening and watching who – are starting their own business and are starting from scratch. And I think you've really set yourself apart as someone who knows how to start things because and go through <laughs> with them because that's what we're going. That's what I'm seeing a lot here. I want to quickly go back to your eBay business for a little bit because I know yeah, a lot of sure. the people who are listening to this, this is the stage that we're at at the moment. Um, you mentioned, you know, you were doing sort of four hours a week and living the whole, you know, Tim Ferriss, four-hour work week. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And you said you built a lot of it with uh, through leverage. And I just want to go back on touch on that a little bit more. Um, for those that yeah, may not be kind of up with the lingo, how are you how are you mentioning when you say you build something just by leverage? Okay. So well with with eBay, it was I had a supplier. eBay is buy buy low, sell high. So we had yep. a supplier, we knew how much it was costing us, and we knew how much it was selling on eBay. And all we had to do was set up a listing on eBay, and that would just be pumping orders all through the through the night, and it would take ten minutes in the morning to just go send these orders to the supplier. Supplier dispatches it directly to the the client, and you're done. And it would it would take literally half an hour, maybe an hour maximum. Yeah, so you were sort of drop shipping from eBay, and that's sort of yeah, how correct. it started. Correct. I actually yeah, started, perfect. Started drop shipping from other websites, like you'd you'd find. You just Google different websites, different niches. I got a bit cheeky and would just find other people's stuff, just just put a literally copy and paste, put it on eBay. And on eBay, you have yeah. a much higher margin and people would buy it and then you just go to the other website, buy it from there and sell it to, send it to them. Well, that's it. It's the perceived value as well, isn't it? Like um, it's getting the right message through. Sometimes, you know, if you're, especially at eBay where it's such a commodity market, if you're, if you're shopping for cheap, you're always going to find someone cheaper. So maybe putting, you know, that extra couple of dollars on will set your set your product apart. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's where it all started. Very humble beginnings. That's so cool. <laughs> we we and, even had uh, we had Officeworks drop shipping for us. So we'd go on the Officeworks website, see what they were selling, and they had a button on there. I don't know whether it's still on there. That this is a gift. So somebody would uh, they'd, they would there would be no uh, Officeworks branding on it. You'd have, yeah. you know, 
20, 30 bucks on the hard drives or whatever it was, sell 10 of those a day, that's an extra 300 bucks. And it, it all added up. And it's just one listing. It takes you half an hour to get it done. So anyway, this, this is 14 years ago. I'm pretty sure it still works. Yeah, that's brilliant. So that's, that's a great little idea because a lot of people um, try and find drop shipping and you can do like AliExpress and, you know, other eBay stores. But that I've never heard of anyone <laughs> using that, you know, sending something as a gift through the website. And I think that's brilliant. I've never, I've never, I've never heard of that before. And that's like, that's so genius because it's already, it's there on so many websites where you can book it and send it as a gift. And yep. whilst they may not be doing the whole drop ship, they might not be looking for drop shipping um, you know, partners, if there is an option to send something as a gift, that's all, there's plenty of ways to skin a cat, as they say. Exactly. <laughs> that's so cool. And I want to go a little bit more into businessauthorities.com, which is kind of what you're onto at the moment in regards, well, in addition to your agency and whatnot as well. Let's yeah, go a little bit more into business authorities and see how, where did the idea from that come from? Sure. So from my agency, we've been consulting and strategy for, for so long. And all the businesses that we talk to, they're all, they're all broken or they're all missing some, some parts, right? And then I said, okay, if I was to, well, actually, I had a son. My son is now two and a half years old. And I started writing a book to him. I said, all of this knowledge, when I'm dead, I want to, you know, I don't, I don't mean to be morbid, but we're, we all are aware of our mortality. <laughs> and, I, and, and I am. So, you know, he's my legacy. Yeah. So I said, when I'm gone, I don't want him to relive all of my mistakes. Here's my mistakes. And this is what you need to do in order to build and, and thrive. We've given him, him and her now. I have a newborn daughter as well. She's eight months old. And so I've given them all the, I've got them to where they need to get to in life. And now it's up to them to make that a thousand times better. So I started writing down, you know, the formula of how to build and build a, build a successful business and everything that it has to do with it. So me and my wife sat down this Saturday afternoon and started crafting out this formula. And then from that, I started sharing it with people and everybody said, oh, my God, can you please teach me this? Can you please teach me this? I went, oh, OK, I was just going to give this to my kid, but sure, I can. And then from that, it just started getting momentum and then, you know, talking to some of my friends people who have been in business with for 10 years they've gone hey i want to be part of this let's you know let's start teaching more and more people and so each one of those people on the formula there's 10 there's 10 steps um i'll quickly take you through it if you don't mind yeah that'd be brilliant cool cool awesome so thank you very much so the first thing you need to do is to expand your mind the reason you need to expand your mind is because you can't take a business that's let's say a hundred thousand dollars and turn it into five hundred thousand with the same mindset 500 yep. to a million, million to 5 million, completely different mindset, completely different skill set, different network. So the first, the first module is all about expanding your mind and understanding what your reality that you want to create is. Because in this world, whatever you can, the mind can imagine up, you can actually achieve. And, yeah, that's and, and especially in Australia, like literally, who can, you, know, you, can, you can start up a company, have it running, up and running, and make it work. It is the land of opportunity. Now, um, so establishing your mind, then you have to establish your mission. So who does your business serve? What is the niche? You know, 80-20 rule, 80% of your income comes from 20% of your products, 20% uh, of your clients. So who are those ideal clients? So how do you find more of them? How do you serve them better? And then if your database is full of those ideal clients, your profits are huge because they know you, they appreciate you, they're, they're your ideal clients. So now you have that, then you build a brand. You need, you need to build a brand that leaves a legacy. Too many businesses these days, they don't focus on their brand and they'll be forgotten. 
as soon as another competitor comes on comes on the scene. Yeah. After that, it's your online presence. So you know, your online presence is everything from your website, your marketing material, your advertising, the the entire message, everything that anybody ever sees about you, is is your online presence, your customer journey. When they come to your website, where do they go? Do they go through your CRM? Do you add more value? Do you give them more videos? You know, all those things, and that again builds more. Uh, reciprocity into your business. So from there, we get to leverage technology. Leveraging technology is about, well, in this day and age, you literally have the same toys that the big boys have. You have access to CRMs, you have access to video technology, you can be broadcasting your products around the entire globe for pennies on the dollar. Yeah, And your yeah. ideal clients are seeing it. We've got Facebook. Facebook is a technology. You know, using tech, uh, Facebook, I can literally open up the menu and choose, I want these types of people who speak these languages, who are interested in these products, who have this amount of income. And so the targeted marketing, there's never been a time like this that has existed before, where you can get yes. your product in front of your right people so easily. So that's leveraging technology. Now, once you have your technology up and running, the next thing you need to do is compound your sales. Compounding your sales is all about upselling, downselling, cross-selling, and doing it in a, in a proper way. Most people are actually scared of scared of sales. Most business owners are scared of sales. It's quite, quite funny that you know, selling is actually providing value and people are like, oh, I, I, I'm not a good salesman. I'm like, all you're doing is talking about your product and the benefits that it has at your end. Yeah, you know, that's it. And, and they're, they're freaking out about it. So after that, it's, so the, the, first, the first section is about foundations. The second uh, section up to sales is about growth. The next one is about scaling your business. So scaling your business is Building it so that it's a franchise, so that it is franchisable, so that a 15-year-old could run your business. Now, every business owner should aim to have that. In this day and age, especially now, actually, not this day and age, in this decade, a lot of the businesses, they're all baby boomers. And the yep. baby boomers, they need to retire, but they can't. They're the ones that have built businesses because they have no systems. They have no procedures. They are the key people. And if they retire, they can't sell that business and they have no income. Or, you know, they've been paying their staff and everything like that. So anyway, so scaling your business is very important to think of when you're building your business because then it allows you to be able to get a 15-year-old to run it, essentially. Um, and so after that, you need to amplify your tribe. So how do you onboard 50 new staff members in a week? How do you onboard 50 new clients into your business in a week? So that is what amplifying your tribe is about. And then um, using technology, joint ventures, partnerships, etc., to get more people on board. The next one is dominating your industry. So how do you dominate your industry? How do you become the go-to person for that product or service? Because we all know that the person who does get that, you know, who does dominate the industry, they make the lion's share of the money. And then it comes back to building your empire. So everybody builds a business not to be mediocre. They build it to build yeah. an empire, right? <laughs> And then what happens is they end up having a job and they get stuck in it and 10 years goes by and then they hate it. And then, yep. then they just want to leave, but they can't leave and all those sorts of things. But once you've gone through the formula, your business is built so that you've got cash flow coming through. And now with all of this cash flow, what do you do? How do you invest that money? How do you buy assets? How do you buy, um, you know, you build a legacy for not only your children, but their grandchildren. So that's what building your empire is the final module. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And 
What am I? We're gonna. I've got a lot of questions. I've just. I was writing. I don't know if you noticed, but I was writing everything <laughs> down. Then um, uh, I've got a couple of questions and a couple of things to point out as well for those of you that are listening and watching. My favorite part of that is you didn't mention what you're selling until I think it was you know the third or the fourth step. You mentioned you know getting your mind right and having a think about your mission and who you're trying to help. And I, you put that first and foremost. And I think that's so overlooked that if you're too focused on your product or your solution and not focused on the problem it's solving, you're really not doing, you're not working efficiently. And I want to just chat to you a little bit more about that because I know a lot of people do fall in love with their product and, you know, you can always say that, you know, if the people that were involved with the steam train, you know, fell in love with getting people from A to B, they probably would have invented the car. Yep. I want to, I want to go a little bit more into that and how you can get that mindset and just sort of expanding your mindset into, you know, knowing that or thinking that you can achieve it because that limiting mindset is the first hurdle. And if you don't, if you don't jump that, you're going to lose the race. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, is, it really is all about mindset. I mean, when, when you've, you have to sit down, you, one of the things you need to do is you need to just stop. Most people don't take time to just absolutely stop. Stop, be at peace with yourself. I know I'm getting all woo-woo and stuff, but <laughs> you, you actually need to go deep within yourself because deep within yourself is every answer. You don't need any answers. It's actually within you and when you when you do that you can actually then i'll, I'll give you an, a quick example all right before yes, me and please. my wife got married I, I love telling stories before me and my wife got married we went down to this um you know we went we went went down to this beautiful hotel down by the beach and this beautiful room and i'm like ah oh, we're gonna have some fun over the weekend and she goes yeah we are and she pulls out about five books and i'm like what the hell she goes and they're all empty and she goes in this during this weekend, what we're going to do is we're going to design our life. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, wow. Okay. And so we sat there for two days, just, you know, in peace, chilled out music, and we wrote down, how is our life going to be? How is our kids going to be raised? How are, you know, where are we going to take them? What, are we, what languages are they going to speak? What is our finances going to look like? What is our assets going to look like? What is our family going to look like? What, did, what does our friend circle look like? You know? And sitting there in an imaginative state, creating a reality of where we want to be, and then designing our businesses. Between us, we've got five businesses. Designing our businesses around our lifestyle is yeah. That's and that that was uh, another huge moment because then we we're both working towards the same mission, and so we didn't have to. I don't ever have to worry about you know, hey, you know, what are you doing? We always check in with each other. But we're, we're both on the same mission, so we're always going forward in leaps and bounds. And when one of us has had a long day, the other one comes back and goes, hey, guess what? This is what we did today that we achieved to get to where we need to go. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's, that's the mindset stuff. That's brilliant. And as you're talking about that, I, the main thing I just wrote down then is what is your, what does your average day look like? How do... You know, take me through it. I don't, like, what is your, how, does, how do you set up your day to make sure you're ticking things out of that book? Oh, for sure. So I only ever aim to achieve three things in a day. 
Yep. That's, that's, that's it. So I wake up in the morning, usually about six or seven. I play with my kids till about nine. I make my cup of coffee at nine o'clock, sit down at my desk and, you know, plan out. I, I always have in front of me my book. My book has everything that I need to do to get to where I need to go. And so yep. what are the top three things? Well, I actually do it the night before. You know, these are the top three things that I'm going to achieve today. And nothing else can distract me from that. So I'll make sure in the morning, because in the morning it's your, it's your peak time, your brain time, I'll make sure that I get the, most, the hardest thing done and get it out of the yeah. way because then, then you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day. Um, between 12 and 3, I'll reply to clients and see what all the teams are up to, see what work's getting done, what new projects have come in, all that sort of stuff. And then between, let's say, 4 and 5, I reply to emails. And then from 5 o'clock, I go play with the dog, go play with the kids until about 8, 9 o'clock, and then I'll go back to the computer probably from 10 to 11 and plan out yeah. my day the next day. So that's it. That's brilliant. I, that's, that's ideal because I've got so many things I want to point out from that. <laughs> what, I love is, uh, what I love is you didn't mention opening emails until about 4 or 5 p.m. So to all you teachers out there, who has their email as the first thing they do when they get to work? Who, who, as soon as they get down and turn on their email is, or turn on their computer, is the first thing they do is they open their email and try and, you know, live their day to somebody else's timetable. And what I, the main word I wrote down as you were talking about your day is purpose. You have a purpose for your day and you know what it is before you wake up. You set your purpose for that next day. And that comes into the mindset as well. You're not, you are taking things as they come in regards to, you know, the emails might be different or, you know, you might get some hurdles later on throughout the day. But if you know what your most important thing to do is, like you said, you do that first. If your most important thing is the most important thing, then why would you do something else? And I think that's, that's brilliant. And that is so overlooked. And that's something that you watching or listening can start tomorrow or start, you know, you can write it down today. And I think that's brilliant. And the book that you mentioned that you keep with you, is that the book that you and your wife wrote on that weekend away? No, no, but we revisit that quite regularly. But that's my yeah. to-do book. That's my plan yeah, for the cool. month. Yeah. Excellent. So about every month you would sort of add in new goals to do for that month? Uh, I'd say weekly. <laughs> weekly. Perfect. That's, that's good. That's awesome because you're always, always going over it and... There's so many, um, so many nice little books out there and so many good resources for, you know, prioritizing your time and focusing on the one thing and whatnot. And, <laughs> and you, you know, what's, what's, what's the one that works the best? Just a plain empty book with just your pen and just your book. You don't need yeah, any of that that's, stuff. <laughs> that's it, 100%. And if you start to, like, prioritize your day like you're doing and like a lot of high achievers do, and you're going to notice that you're going to start to knock off that big thing. And I guess that's a big part of how you set out your day as well. And I think that's brilliant. We've got a lot of great stuff here as well. We're going to leave. Let, 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 me quickly, let me quickly talk to you about productization. So you, oh, mentioned, yes, you, mentioned, you mentioned the steam trains before and how if they, you know, if they knew what business they'd be in, they'd be driving cars, uh, yes. getting, getting into the car yeah. business. So back in, I think it was 1904 um, or 1907, something around there, Henry Ford, he built his first 700 um, trucks, right? 
And there, at that point in time, there were four major railroad companies. And they, they owned the whole country because they controlled all the transportation. Now, they could have bought out Henry Ford you know, for the equivalent of one cent of their in, entire thing. But they didn't. Yeah. They, they said, we are in the railroad business. So now this comes back to mindset and productization. So what, does, what is your actual product? So they thought outside of the box. They're not in the railroad business. <clears throat> they're in the transportation industry. And if yeah. they thought about it, then, oh, wow, we're in the transportation industry and this guy could actually compete with us, then they would have addressed it or competed with him rather than dying. Now, 80% of all shipping is done via trucks in the U.S. And so... They, it's a $640 billion um, you know, market cap. And so they missed out on buying or acquiring that just because of their, not ignorance, but because of their inability to think outside the box. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. And borrowing from, like you said, people in a similar industry or people in completely different, in, like a completely different industry as well and using you know, what is commonplace in one industry might be revolutionary in another um like we wouldn't have roll on deodorant if it wasn't for the guy who took the idea from a ballpoint pen like (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know something that is stock standard in one industry if you just take that and implement at least a small part of it you could be groundbreaking because i guess like you were talking about with the trains those four companies those four massive brands and those four massive corporations, their business was probably, you know, 85 to 90% the same as their competitors because yeah. they, you know, they model off each other and they work with each other uh, one way or another. And, you know, it's when someone else who's in the transportation industry takes something else and makes that into the mainstream, you know, it's completely revolutionary. And I love that. I love that way of thinking. And I think that's brilliant. Reebok did that with the pumps. Do you remember pump shoes? Where you pump I do, up? I do. Well, yes, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't, don't know if you're old enough to remember that. But yeah, we, <laughs> in, the, in, in the 90s, it was all the craze. And we had, um, and they actually, well, they actually started in the 70s. They got the idea. Uh, I, think, I think it was Reebok or one of the Adidas, one of those guys. They were actually going bankrupt. And they told their guys to go out into every other field and find out what's, what's cool. Uh, yeah. what's, what's a technology that they can then leverage into their shoes? And this guy went out and in the medical field, he found the guy, you know, pumping into the, you know, when you do blood pressure. Oh, he yeah, goes, yeah. Because I can put that into a shoe and, you know, make it a new marketing gimmick. And then from that, it built the pump industry and all the other guys started competing. Um, but they couldn't until these guys got another 80% of market share due to that cool new gimmick. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Just so, so from the um, from the blood pressure, that's unreal. <laughs> it's yeah. and it's just it's connecting those dots as well. And I guess humans, by nature, aren't the best at connecting dots really quickly. That's why you know we invented a flushing toilet 120 years before we invented toilet paper. I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> and. Once you can take those little bits and pieces from a competitor or from something else and, you know, just thinking outside and expanding the mindset. And it is just that it's the same thing we would do in the classroom. It's that growth mindset. It's thinking of what's around you and applying it into your life. And I think it's really great 
how you started your career, Johan, looking to be a university lecturer. And <laughs> as you've done all of your business, it kind of swings back around and now you're teaching others again. Um, yep. And it's always, it seems to have, you know, always been a part of you all the way from, you know, the book into, you know, the um, business authorities program that you're running as well and the networking opportunities that you're giving other business owners. Um, I want to quickly go into that because you've been so gracious with everything. How, because you're, tell us a little bit more about business authorities. Tell us a little bit more about, you've gone into the 10 steps to grow a business. Yep. You've gone into how you can expand your mind, how you can you know, leverage the technology that we have, how we can scale, how we can build our own empire. Now it's a common a common phrase is it's not what you know it's who you know, yep. And what you're really helping people do as well is meeting people because if it's true, if it's yep. not what you know, it's who you know. Then that's a simple solution: go and meet people, and <laughs> go and know people, and you're giving people that opportunity. So can you please go into that a little bit more as well? Yeah, for sure. So every person that you ever meet. So my, my meeting people at events changed my life. They have become business partners. We have joint ventured together. We've worked together on all these different projects. And there's, <clears throat> there's a great book. It's called Never Eat Alone. And what yep. it is is, you know, for, for the price of taking somebody out for a lunch, the amount of knowledge that you can get from that lunch and then how you can help that person, how they can help you back. Now, Everybody knows a minimum of 250 people. Now, that statistic is from like the 80s, I think. Because right yeah. now, we all know that we're connected to way more than 250 people, thanks to all of the media that we have access to. So going to a networking conference, everybody says, you know, hey, I can buy the recordings and I can watch it at home. Yes, but how long have you been sitting at home? Every person that you talk to, it sparks something in you. I'm sure, I hope, you know, somebody has got awesome value from us to connecting here and talking and it'll it'll you know sit in their brain and percolate from a networking event you meet people who are like-minded you meet people who've been there who've done that who also have other connections i'll tell you one of the weirdest things my friend bought a car right recently yep. and from the from the process of buying the car he ended up making good friends with the guy who sold him the car yep now two weeks later we find ourselves sitting down at the table with the guy who you know, he sold it, who he bought the car from. The guy also introduced a couple of other people. So there's five heavy hitters sitting at the table. And we did probably about $2 million worth of business over the course of that dinner. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's insane. Like, you, you don't know who you're going to meet and what connection you're going to be doing and making by just introducing yourself. Now, when it comes to networking, most people are freaked out about networking. What am I going to say? Are they going to judge me? You know, what's... what's well, it's all, it's all, again, back in their mind, right? So the best thing to do when, you're, when you go to a networking event is just walk up and introduce yourself. Remember, you, yeah. are, you are freaking awesome. And everybody actually needs to know you because you have a solution for them somewhere or you have a connection for them somewhere. So one of the opening lines is, who are you? What do you do? And who can I connect you with? It breaks the ice. Yes. They don't have to you know, think about, oh, what's this guy trying to pitch me? It's, how can I help you? And if you always come from a place of how can I help you, you'll just be helping so many people that it, it's a law of reciprocity. The more people you help, the bigger your bank account gets. Yeah, definitely. And when you network with someone, 
or you're, I know if you know you're going to a networking event, do you like to sort of try and get in touch with people before the day, before the event? You know, maybe, no, no. yeah, just go straight <laughs> in. Yeah. Just go straight in, just start talking to people. And before you, well, there's, there's different ways you can position it. You can be the, the invited guest. So you can, if, if you are, I, I'm, a, I'm an introvert, by the way. So I don't, I don't yeah. like to, <laughs> but I make sure that when, when, I'm, when I'm going to an event, they introduce me, therefore I don't have to do an introduction and people just come up and talk to me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, that's, so if you want to do that sort of thing, you can. But at the end of the day, you know, some, some, you ha- even myself, when I go to an event where I have no idea who anybody is, I just go and introduce myself. There's nothing that they can do, say, they, they, no one can judge you. So yeah. just go in, go in with a heart that's ready to help and you will, you'll, magic happens. I love that. That's actually, I need that like written down on my wall somewhere. If you go in with the heart <laughs> of magic, like, the magic happens. I love it. Um, I think that's an amazing, amazing quote to leave us on. So, Johan, thank you so much for all of your time today. It's been a pleasure, my All the teachers who are listening and who are watching have taken so much from this. They're probably going to have to watch it or listen to it three or four times to write down everything. So for those of you at home who want to catch up with Johan later on or want to learn more about him, where can we, where can we find you, Johan? Just go to businessauthorities.com and you can connect with me from there. Brilliant. Awesome. Thank you so much. So awesome. that again, guys, businessauthorities.com and here's a lot more info about Johan on there, a lot more info about what he's doing. There is the 10 steps that he highlighted before. There's a little bit about those. There is so much on there. Um, Johan, thank you so much for all of your time. Extremely grateful. Thank you, Vince. A pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. What did you think, guys? Johan is legitimately the real deal. I was too busy writing down notes during that interview. He was absolutely incredible. My main takeaway from this and what I would suggest you guys to take away is how Johan prioritizes his day and how he goes to bed knowing exactly what he needs to accomplish that next day. And if we're juggling teaching with a business, a family, a social life, other hobbies, we need to live with purpose and we need to live with priority. And by writing down his goals for his life. And like he said, he's continuously updating them every month, every week. By doing that, what he's able to do is wake up in the morning, know exactly what he needs to achieve. What I love about it is the first thing he does is he doesn't work first thing. He plays with his kids. He prioritizes his family. Then he manages to spend some time on his business Spend some time on the important things. Don't open the emails straight away. Don't leave your day to someone else's timetable. I think that was absolutely incredible. I hope you enjoyed. If you want to subscribe to this, I highly recommend you do. So please subscribe to this channel. There's so many more podcasts coming up. If you're interested in starting your own side hustle or you've already got one and you want to optimize it, Use all the tools that I use. If you go to www.vincemassara.com forward slash toolkit, that's T-O-O-L-K-I-T, 
you're going to be able to download a free ebook with all of the tools that I use and all the tools I recommend for side hustles and in the classroom as well. There's some absolute rippers on there. So subscribe to the channel, download the toolkit, make it a great day and start to live with that purpose.